Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode number 55 of the Website Coach Podcast. And this week, I want to talk to you about writing your website copy and specifically some tips that I've got. And that's because it's hard. I know, I get it completely. I know what it's like. You sit down to write the copy, that's the words for your website. You're faced with a blank sheet of paper and your mind just goes completely blank. You're not alone. It happens to all of us. It certainly happens to me. I'm not a copywriter, but even the copywriters I know tell me when they sit down to write their own website copy, they struggle. They might not struggle with other people's, but they certainly struggle with their own. And the words that you use on your website matter. They matter because they make a big difference to whether the person who is on your website takes the action that you want them to take. Be that buy now, schedule an appointment, or book a call, or whatever it might be. The images that you use on your website hook them in. But the website copy and the layout, that's what converts them into clients. So what can you do? Well, I've got good news. (laughs) The good news is that anybody can write good website copy. It doesn't matter how good you were at English at school or how educated you are. And in fact... I would say that sometimes being good at English at school or having a career that involves a lot of writing is unhelpful because good website copy is written differently. And I know from my own experience, English was actually my worst subject at school, but I can write marketing copy because it's very different to the kind of English that we were taught to write at school. And certainly, some of my clients who have been things like lawyers, I find actually their website copy is not as good as people who have not spent a lot of time writing as part of their job. So, let's get on with the tips. The first tip is to write for your target audience, whoever that might be. You are not writing for your school English teacher, unless, of course, your target audience is school English teachers. But we all speak differently to different groups of people. We talk to our children differently to the way we might talk to the king or Auntie Gladys, who has no idea what an emoji is, let alone a meme. We talk differently to our partners, differently to our best friends over a glass of wine than we do to peers in our industry. And it's not just me. Most people have a wide range of styles that they use to speak to different people depending upon how they want to be perceived or even how they speak to animals. I mean, many people have a dog voice, something I must admit I suspect I have too. (laughs) If your target audience is teenagers, for example, then you're going to use a different tone to that if your target audience is barristers. I mean, I know that's a pretty extreme example, but there are more subtle differences. So depending upon the age of women, for example. And it's not just demographics, but it's background and knowledge and 
actually where they're at. I might speak techie language to other people in the website world, but I wouldn't dream of doing so with my target audience because it would alienate them. I want to be known as the friendly, helpful, non-techie person. So the last thing I want to do is speak techie language, even if I could. (laughs) Knowing who your target audience is, is the first step to defining that voice that you use. You have to choose one group. It doesn't mean that you can't serve other people, but you have to choose one group to speak to. How would you speak to someone from that group if you met them in the street or over drinks? And that takes me on to my second tip, which is to write like you speak. Now, if you go back 10 or 20 years ago, websites were actually quite different. But websites today, they're not formal documents. The best websites connect with their target audience. When I'm talking about the best websites, I mean the websites that actually get clients. Your website is a substitute for you sitting with a potential client and explaining what you do and how you can help them. So when it's, I don't know, 10 p.m. at night and you're sitting there with a glass of wine and chilling and Netflix and somebody is on your website, then just remember, they're actually, it's almost as if they're interacting with you. Now, there's obviously not the two-way conversation that you might have with them if you were there, but your website needs to be doing the best it can to replicate that. Your potential client wants to feel like you understand them and can help them. You want to come across on your website as you would in real life. And that means writing like you speak. Sorry, it took me a while to get around to the point, I know. (laughs) But you should use words like I or we rather than your personal name or business name like beyond the kitchen table. You don't want to come across sounding like Jacob Rees-Mogg unless, of course, that's who you are. Hi, Jacob. You want to be the friendly but professional person who gets them and can help. And if you're struggling to write your website copy, then one good idea is to try speaking it instead. There are lots of different transcription apps that you can use that will take your speech and transcribe what you say into written words. So Otter AI is one. Or you can do what I often do, which is just use the microphone on my phone with the Notes app or Word or similar. Now, none of these are ever completely accurate, though. So make sure to go back through and correct any words, as well as removing the ums and the ahs that we tend to use when we speak. They're not so good for website copy. The third tip is to be clear and concise. Now, A lot of people, a lot of my clients spend a long time thinking about their website and they put an awful lot of effort into it. But it doesn't matter how much time and effort you have put into your website, your audience is busy. They're busy people. They haven't come to your website to be entertained as one potential potential client once told me. They wanted people to be entertained on their website. I'm sorry, but people go to Netflix to be entertained. They don't come to your website. And they also haven't come to spend time browsing or to be impressed by your use of the English language. They want to know if you can help them. And if you can, they want the information they need to know before taking action, like booking an appointment. 
every single word on your website needs to earn its place. No slackers here. Because remember, you don't want to be wasting other people's time. So use shorter sentences. Write using simple language. You're not trying to shoehorn in as many descriptive words as you can. This is not an English literature class. And in fact, English literature classes have an awful lot to um, explain for the website copy that I sometimes see. Your audience will be bored if you go on too long. They're busy people, remember. So make your website copy clear and concise, which is actually quite helpful because it's easier to write clear and concisely than to try and use long, flowery and impressive words. And that leads me on to tip number four, which is that every page on your website has a role to play. It's an action that you want visitors to take. Now, sometimes it might be an alternative action, but never more than two actions in total. So what is that? Well, the role of your homepage, for example, is to get people interested in your business, to decide whether it's the right place for them and to signpost them where they need to go next to find the right information that they need. It doesn't need to go into lots of detail. You don't need to try to tell them everything they need to know to choose to work with you. And actually, if you go back to the very first episode of this podcast, I did actually talk about what should be on your homepage. The role of your about page is to show people why they should work with you. You don't need to give them your whole life story, just the bits that are relevant to why they should work with you. So that includes things like your experience, it includes testimonials, it includes um, some of the qualifications that you might have. But it does also include some human interest parts, because at the end of the day, we buy from people. On my about page, I talk about the fact I had a corporate career before starting a website design business. And that's because a lot of my audience have done the same. And it shows that I understand what it's like to move from corporate to working for yourself. Similarly, I don't talk a lot about my family, but I do mention the fact that I have teenagers and I run my business whilst having responsibilities for my family and my dog. And again, that's because a lot of my clients are in a similar situation. And it shows that I understand what it's like running a business whilst also having family responsibilities. So your about page is about why you, why people should choose to work with you rather than anybody else. And if you want to know more, on episode 19, I gave some tips for writing your about page. That's a really good episode to go and listen to if you've not heard it before or indeed if it's been a while since you did hear it. The role of your services page is, obviously, (laughs) to sell your services. Now, you might have these split into more than one page because you might have more than one service. But ultimately, whichever of those pages it might be, you want somebody to read it and think, I need this service. Or of course, they don't need it if it's not right for them. Now, this is a page which does tend to be longer, but even still, every word should be designed with this job in mind. And Your contact page, well, the job of that is for people to be able to get in contact with you. So make it easy for them to do that. And I think the important thing to remember when you think about the role of each of these pages 
is you don't need lots of words on these pages for them to do their job. Tip number five is to make it scannable. People do not read every single word on a page. And I've heard, and I'm not sure quite where the statistic comes from, but on average, people read about a quarter of your website copy on each page that they look at. Yeah, just a quarter. That's not much. And that's because we read by scanning. We scan a page because we're busy. Now, of course, you need to write the page as if somebody's going to read all of the words. And there are some people who will read every single word. But you also need to set it out so that someone can see and read just the highlights. So somebody who scans will get the gist of that page and they will get enough information that that page can do the job that we've just talked about. Now, this isn't just about the words, but it's about the layout too. So it's using headings and subheadings or at least some kind of way of highlighting a few sentences that are key. And of course, you need to make sure that the next steps are very obvious. We don't want them to miss those. Tip number six is to make people feel. The best copy, let me explain, the best copy makes people feel something. We usually buy with our hearts rather than our head. Although we might then go back and justify it with our heads. You want your audience to feel understood. You need to show empathy with our current situation. You want them to feel hope and excitement. Finally, somebody who can help me. Because that's when they buy. How do you do this? Well, you use emotion and you use power words, which are particularly good at conveying emotion and getting people to take action. So they're words like elevate, explore, discover, indulge, exclusive, curated, dedicated and artisan. There's a much, much longer list than that that you can use. If you just type in powers for website copy into Google, I'm sure you will come up with an awful lot. Tip number seven is to just write. And that's because it's much easier to edit copy than to write when you're staring at a blank screen. So my advice is literally to just start writing. The way I do this is I'm not very good at actually sitting and writing at my desk. So I will take pen and piece of paper. Yes, I'm an old fashioned person in that sense. I might work uh, with computers most of the time, but when I need to think and be creative, there is nothing better than a pen and pad of paper. And I go and sit in a chair in another room with my feet up, nice cup, cup of tea, and I start scribbling. And it's not ideal. Um, I pretend that I have an ideal client in front of me and I start writing as if I would speak to them. And in fact, you can go even further and you could ask somebody to be that ideal client and record the conversation. And think about the points that you would make, what questions they would ask, what their current situation and where they would like to be. Now, remember... This is not the final version. It's the art. It's the first draft. And then you can go away and do something else. and Come back and revisit it when you've spent time away from it. And then you can begin to edit it. And if you really struggle with editing it beyond this part, then I'd recommend bringing in a professional copywriter. And I think, 
from personal experience that professional copywriters are best when they have your initial passion and voice and their job is to sort it into something that's more coherent. Okay, so I've given you seven tips on writing website copy. Because writing website copy is difficult, but it is hugely important. And the good news though, which hopefully you've got from this episode, is that it's not rocket science. And you do not need to be good at English. You're just looking to write something that is a substitute for you being in front of the potential client. So remember, write as you would speak to them. Be clear and concise. No waffling. They're busy, remember. And remember the role of each page. You're not trying to do everything on any one page. And once you've got a good draft, you can work with it. You can add in headings and subheadings. Or you can highlight sections so that the scanners will get the important bits. Make it emotive using words that will make the reader feel. And most importantly, in the words of Nike, just do it. Just start. If you get stuck, if you hate what you've written, or just think it could be a lot better, then employ a professional. After all, We all have our skill sets and there is absolutely no shame in outsourcing what we're not good at. We cannot do it all. So on that note, hopefully you've got some tips that you can take away and actually use. And if you're going to use any of these or found any of them particularly useful, please do let me know. Um, You can reach me by email at sayhello at beyondthekitchentable.co.uk or I'm on Instagram and I'm at Beyond the KT over there. So I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think about this. And if you found this episode particularly useful and a friend might benefit from it too, then please do share the link with them. So that's it for this week. Hope you've had a great week and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.